In Acts chapter 2, we see the desire of the Holy Spirit to move among the early believers in that early church. And as the Spirit of God moved, these believers responded and devoted themselves to what God was doing. Now, the word devoted here indicates to, it speaks about surrendering to the Spirit and, and to His work. And the Spirit of God was willing to move, but God's people needed to be surrendered and obey what God was doing in their midst. Now, the question we ask ourselves is this, what was the work of the Spirit of God in those days in the early church? Well, we discover in Acts chapter 2 and verse 42 that the early church devoted themselves to a full, fourfold purpose of God. The apostles' teaching, fellowship, breaking of bread, and prayer. Now, let's take a moment in this, in this uh, session here to consider the very first of these devotions of the early church. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. The word devoted in the original language implies giving priority to, or a strict adherence to, or perseverance in, or an undying care for something. And so there's a deep commitment and dedication here. And the Spirit of God, as he moved among the believers, gives them an absolute devotion to the teaching of the apostles. Now, the question we must ask ourselves here is this. What did it mean for those early believers to be, to be devoted to the teaching of the apostles? Well, let me suggest a few things here. First, to be devoted implied that they believed what the apostles taught was true. They understood their teaching to come from the Lord himself. They believed that what they taught had been given to the, the, the apostles by the Holy Spirit. And what the apostles taught was not of human origin. It was from God. And because it was from God, it was worthy of their confidence and could not be devoted. And what the apostles taught was the purpose of God for the church. This was what the early church believed, and the Spirit of God moved them into that kind of a belief in what the apostles taught. Now, devotion to the apostles' teaching not only implied believing that teaching, but also obedience and a commitment to walk in obedience. Now, because his teaching was from God, the church made a conscious decision to walk in it. They committed themselves to be faithful to what that word taught. You can't be devoted to something if you're not obedient. They acted on the knowledge they had. If this teaching was from God, it demanded attention. It could not be ignored. It would not, they would not compromise it. They would obey even when it hurt or when they had to suffer for it. And so devotion to the word of the apostles and the teaching of the apostles implied 
a commitment to obey. And that was the work of God's Spirit in giving the believers that kind of a heart to obey what the apostles taught. Thirdly, devotion to the teaching of the apostles has something to do with the preservation of that teaching. What is the devotion of a shepherd to his sheep? Doesn't he do all that he can to protect them from harm? Now, throughout the years, and even in the early church, there were many efforts to corrupt this teaching. There were the Judaizers who, who believed Christians needed to be circumcised. And, and Satan was trying to dilute this, the, the teaching of the apostles through, through false teaching. And, and that's, that's nothing new. When Satan in the, very, in the Garden of Eden says, did God really say to Eve? This was the same thing he was saying in those days. Did God really teach this? And, and, and we see the same temptation in our day. There are many who are compromising the truth of God's word. Now, the early church devoted themselves to keeping the truth as it was given by God to the apostles. Now, there are times when we don't understand what the Bible teaches, and the temptation is to change it. There, there, sometimes, even in our churches, we can have seeker-sensitive churches that, that want to remove anything that could be offensive from the Bible and whole truths of the apostles that are being denied. But those who are devoted to the teaching of the apostles will preserve that teaching. Even when we don't understand it, we must walk in obedience. We can't be devoted to the teachings of the apostles if we change the truth to suit our culture. The truth of the apostles is an unchanging truth, and to be devoted to it is to preserve it in its integrity and to walk in obedience and to believe it. And so, being devoted for the early church meant preserving that teaching as it was given to the apostles without compromise. And so if we're going to be devoted to the scripture and the teachings of the apostles, we must surrender absolutely to what it says. We will not always understand it, but we will always choose it over our own ideas and agendas. God's word does not change with time and culture. And humanly speaking, the temptation, of course, is to change with culture. But we must devote ourselves to what the apostles taught, both in doctrine and in lifestyle. And that implies preserving the teaching as it was given to the apostles for all people in all times. Now, there's a cost to be devoted to the apostles' teaching. It'll mean choosing God's way over our culture. It'll mean being, at times, an instrument of the world's scorn. It will mean suffering loss at other times. It implies honesty in business and in our dealings. I've met people who have had to quit their jobs because these jobs did not line up with the teaching of Scripture. 
I've met people who've lost their friends because of their commitment to the truth of the apostles' teaching. I've worked with others whose, whose family have turned against them because of their commitment to the word of God. I've corresponded with others whose, whose families wanted to literally kill them because of their commitment to the teaching of the apostles. It will mean dying to the things we want and choosing rather the things that God wants. It will mean disciplining ourselves to do what God requires. And so this devotion to the teaching of the apostles will sometimes bring us into places where we are having to struggle. It will bring us to the valley of the shadow of death at times. But our commitment is to believe it, to obey it, and to preserve it as it was intended for our times, for our culture, and particularly for our personal walk. Now, the question we ask ourselves is this, what is the apostles' teaching? Well, their teaching was quite different from Judaism of its day. They taught that Jesus Christ was the Son of God. They taught that he came to save us from our sin. They taught that salvation was no longer by the law, by efforts of the flesh. They taught that Christ's work alone brought salvation. And that was a radical truth for the day. It was a truth, however, for which the apostles were willing to die. They suffered persecution for the presentation of that Christ-centered teaching and that Christ-focused salvation. Now, the teaching of the apostles was a radical and Christ-centered truth. And while the church of Acts 2 was devoted to this teaching of Jesus and who he was and his work on the cross, it would not be long before the church began to wander and compromise that very truth the apostles taught. The temptation to return to old ways was, was very real, and false teachers began to circulate among the people teaching circumcision and, and the law of Moses. They, they taught that to be a good Christian, you first needed to be a good Jew, and this, of course, grieved the, the apostles. And writing in Galatians chapter 1, verses 6 to 9, the apostle says this, I am astonished astonished that you are so quickly deserting the one who called you by the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel, which is really no gospel at all. Evidently, some people are throwing you into confusion and trying to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach another a, a gospel other than the one we preach to you, let him be eternally condemned, as we have already said. So now I say again, if anybody is preaching to you a gospel other than what you accepted, let him be eternally condemned. The temptation of that early church, even in the early days, was to dilute the teaching of the apostles, to make it more culturally relevant, uh, relevant to, to make it less offensive, to twist it, to justify uh, their actions. And, and, and you see, you cannot be devoted to the teaching of the apostles if you change what they say or misapply it to suit your needs. The truth of the apostles must change us 
We cannot change what they taught. What was the Spirit of God doing in those early days? God's Spirit was stirring up a devotion to the teaching of the apostles. It was the work of God's Spirit to lead people to the teaching of the apostles. And this teaching had been given to them by Christ. It, it was not what the Jewish believers could accept. The, the Spirit of God, however, was opening up that word and giving people understanding and a heart to, to follow it. It was a radical and divisive teaching in the day. But the Spirit of God moved his people towards the word of God and his people responded. Bonded by devoting themselves to it. And that word began to change them, giving them insights into living God's way, convicting them of sin and their shortcomings, instructing them to walk in the path of truth and blessing. God was moving his people to a devotion to the word of God. Now, we've met many who want the blessing of God in their lives, but are unwilling to devote themselves to the word of God. They're unwilling to deal with the sin that that word reveals. They're still compromising with the truth of God's word. An uncompromising devotion to God's word is necessary if we're going to see the fullness of God's spirit in our midst. And the question we ask ourselves is this, is will we commit ourselves to the teaching of the apostles? Will we submit to it and to its evaluation of our lives? Will we allow it to convict us and to guide us? And one of the ways the Spirit of God wants to work in us is to give us a devotion to the teachings of the apostles. And, and I wouldn't limit this only to what the apostles teach, but to what the whole of Scripture teaches. That this devotion to the teaching of the apostles and to all of Scripture implies accepting those Scriptures as the Word of God for us today. A desire to apply that truth to our lives regardless of the cost. A conviction that this truth must be preserved and passed on as it was given, and a delight in that word of God as it is given to you personally. Now you look at this and you say, but I find it so hard to find that delight, and the word of God is so hard to understand. I, I'm just not sure that I have that kind of a passion. But isn't that the work of God's Spirit? To give us delight and understanding, and to help us to apply and honor this word. And one of the great evidences of the work of God's Spirit in this revival in Acts 2 was the moving of God's Spirit to draw people into the word of God, convicting them to live in accordance with the teachings of the apostles and the prophets. There, there would be breaking of hearts, and there would be tears, and there would be many changes as the word of God began to become alive and transform hearts and, and bring conviction to lives. And if you and I want to see our church grow, we've got to allow the spirit of God to give us this kind of hunger and this kind of devotion to the word of the apostles. 
ourselves. We need to search our own heart and ask ourselves, am I willing to accept what God says in his word as it is? Am I willing to allow it to be my authority and guide? Am I willing to ask God to give me a deeper passion and hunger for this truth? Will I plead with him to give me a deeper desire to seek him in that word? We need to see in our day a revival of hunger for the word of God. Now consider what the words, the words of the psalmist in Psalm 119. Just let me read a few portions of Psalm 119 and listen to the heart of the psalmist for the word of God. I will delight in your statutes. I will not forget your word. Open my eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of your law. Your testimonies are my delight. They are my counselors. Make me understand the way of your precepts and I will meditate on your wondrous works. Give me understanding that I might keep your law and observe it with my whole heart. The law of your mouth is better to me than ten thousands of gold and silver pieces. If your law had not been my delight, I would have perished in my affliction. I will never forget your precepts, for by them you have given me life. Oh, how sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Is that your heart cry? Does your heart resound with the psalmist? Or do you need today to confess that you need a work of God's Spirit in your heart? And will you cry out to God today and say, God, will you renew my passion to know and experience and delight in your word? One of the first great works of God in the early church was to renew their heart for truth as found in the teachings of the apostles.